Hi, my name is Denisha Merriweather, and I am so excited to be joined by Rashawn Kemp. He is a dear friend and one of the fighters in the education reform space who are making who's making a difference in students' lives and also in this niche um, group that we we both support of school founders. And so I'm happy to have him on to talk about his his role in how he is continuing to champion for parental rights and empower educators in um in in the education reform system and so please welcome me uh in in joining you know uh, to this podcast his video interview Rashawn Kemp hey Rashawn how you doing Hey, Denisha, what is up? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. So let first of all, let our listeners know, you know, who are you? How did you even come to this position of caring about education? Yeah, so my name is Rashawn Kemp and I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. And I got into this work because um, I always kind of knew I wanted to be an educator. Um, but being the first person in my family to graduate from college, I felt like I had to be something super amazing and cool. So originally I majored in pre-med and realized that is not for me <laughs> and uh, then went on to uh, study uh, pre-law. And I majored in political science, but I knew uh, from a very early uh, point in my college career that I wanted to focus on education. And so I started working with um, an, uh, Project Impact in Dayton, Ohio, which was a program that my church started to support inner city kids. And I've been in education ever since then, uh, supporting uh, kids that have, uh, in my opinion, some unequal opportunities uh, and that need uh, assistance that just need uh, not necessarily a handout, but they just want to an even playing field. And so that's kind of been my passion ever since uh, college uh, in my early uh, 18, uh, 19 year old self. That's awesome. And it's it's really awesome to hear that that spark started early on. And so when did you make it a full time profession of saying, you know, you know, I, I'm passionate about this. I advocate for this and I want to do, I want to maybe try this full time. Yeah. You know, I, I, I knew probably even earlier than that because I was raised by my great grandmother and she always stressed me like Rashawn, like the one thing that is going to change your life is if you are good in school. And so that really sparked something in me to know that, wait a minute, there's something important going on here that she keeps stressing this. And so uh, when I started working at Project Impact, which uh, was an after school program in the inner city of Dayton, Ohio, um, that kind of set my path, my career path. And so when I graduated, I worked for Columbus Public Schools in Columbus, Ohio, as a parent liaison, and then went on to be an, an assistant instructor and then became a teacher. And then eventually I uh, uh, got into school leadership, starting a vocational program and even being a high school principal. Wow. So you've pretty much tapped every level uh, that there is possible with uh, being a practitioner in the education space. Yeah, I've pretty much touched every aspect and facet of education. Uh, probably the one 
facet that I haven't touched is probably being a superintendent. But, you know, I've worked at the state level as an authorizer uh, in the Ohio Department of Education and being an advocate on the outside. You know, so excited that I got to meet you in this space uh, because I believe that it is important to have fierce advocates for children that look like us. And I think it's so important and critical that we are expanding quality options for them. And so, uh, yeah, once I was a principal, I got kind of bit by the advocacy bug because at the time our governor was trying to line item veto um, charter schools in the state. And I knew the impact that our school was having on our children. And so I couldn't just sit by and just stay quiet. So that's how I got into the advocacy space. Wonderful. So, yeah, so you're your governor and this is Atlanta now, right? So that was in Columbus, that was in Ohio. In, okay, in Ohio, yeah. and trying to line item charter schools, and you worked at a charter school, yeah. and you said, mm -mm, we can't have this. Yeah, yeah, we were not having that. Uh, my students were not having that. So mind you, these were students that were between the ages of 16 and 22. Most of them, like, were not interested in politics, uh, then, you know, wasn't huge fans of their history classes and things like that. But something was sparked in them when they were told, like, hey, your governor wants to close your school because our students loved our school. For many of them, this was their um, kind of last opportunity to get their high school diplomas. It was a dropout prevention high school. And so uh, for many of them, this was like the opportunity in education where they felt connected to their educators and to the school leadership. And so they felt like a personal attack uh, when it came to the governor, you know, trying to close uh, charter schools at the time. And so they wanted to fight. I mean, they went down and spoke at rallies. They testified at the Capitol um, because they knew how important it was for them to have the option of their charter school. And they wanted other kids to have it, too. You know, and it's funny because that's how I was activated in this space mm. of education reform, too. I went to a private school and in Florida, the teachers union had um, well, sued the program. I was going to say basically, but no, it wasn't a basic anything about it. They sued the program. And that's how I became activated in this movement. I was a student like many of the students that you're talking about that was in your program and was just very frustrated, perplexed, confused, just every, all of the feelings wrapped up into one, thinking to myself, you know, how am I going to be kicked out of this school? This school changed my life. Um, and how can, how can this just happen? How can someone just say they're going to do it and then do it? So that's, that's, that's pretty cool that, um, we have kind of that, you know, connection piece also. So talk to me a little bit about, so you see that the governor is proposing this thing and you and your student, the student body are activated um, to become champions, to become warriors and fighters for this. What was, you know, what was some of the, the feelings behind that for you? Like what, how did that feel to you as an administrator, you know, knowing that something that you've worked so hard in could pretty much be def defunded. Yeah, I was very frustrated. You know, um, you know, I had to get too super political on you, but you know, I consider myself a it's right above me somewhere. I'm a Democrat, and you know, at the time that was a Democrat that was doing that, um, and I saw the kids that were being impacted. Um, these were like, I mean, I, I had such a strong connection to these students um, and wanted them to succeed. So it was very frustrating to see another Democrat 
um, playing politics with kids' lives. You know, I, I don't even know the politics of what happened in Florida, but like just, you know, he, hearing you say that's how you got activated. At the end of the day, these are kids' lives that we're talking about. And it's so many um, issues at the adult level that we kind of pick sides in fights and it shouldn't be about picking sides. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like kids just want to know that they go to a good school where people care about them, where they're learning and they're excited. And parents just want their kids to go to a good school that fits them. And at the end of the day, like most parents could care less what type of school it is, uh, as long as they know that they are sending their kids to a, uh, their kids to a school that cares for them, that, want, that is keeping them safe and that's educating them and that their kid enjoys. And I think ultimately that's what folks like you and I are trying to fight for. It's like, I just want great schools run by great people. Um, and it's a super extra plus that there are so many great schools run by black uh, men and women founded by them that are doing such amazing things in our communities. And as a black leader, I was very frustrated and mad that I had somebody that I supported uh, that was willing to play politics with uh, my livelihood and even our kids. So it was very frustrating. Yeah. And you say, you know, not to bring politics in it. Unfortunately, it's so sad that education and politic politicking is yep. linked together. Yep. And it's, it is very sad that there are a number of politicians who use this use education as a political football. You know, yep. they pick it up when it's convenient and toss it out the window when it, it's not. And I love how you put it. You know, these are students' lives. We're not talking about any particular system, just great schools yep. with great people who really care about kids. And I think that's a good segue into the wonderful work that you're spearheading with the Freedom Coalition of Charter Schools. Talk to me a little bit about that and start from start from the beginning, because I think that is so cool. And um, this field of of schools that are led by black and brown people is such a niche within the niche um, that wouldn't be possible if there weren't innovative you know, opportunities out there for people to be education entrepreneurs. So I, I'm excited for you to, yeah, let everyone know about that really cool um, initiative that you led. Yeah, so I was super excited and uh, highly honored. Uh, the Freedom Coalition for Charter Schools was um, started uh, back during the presidential debates when Dr. Howard Fuller um, an icon in the ed reform space, just an education period uh, in civil rights, uh, someone that I look up to and I consider like the uh, bishop of, of uh, education. <laughs> right. uh, you no, know, he is so amazing. And, you know, his thing was like, look, we need to get up and speak up for schools that are led by black and brown leaders that are founded by them because politics is forgetting about them. They're forgetting that like Going back to our point, at the end of the day, these are amazing people doing amazing things. And when you have administrations trying to put up roadblocks or, you know, presidential candidates saying, hey, we need to do away with charter schools or have a moratorium. It's like, no, we need to stand up and speak out. And so they started the Freedom Coalition by just kind of this ad hoc group that got together during the Democratic presidential debates uh, and one being here in Atlanta. And they went out and got schools together and they rallied outside of the debates to make sure that these presidential candidates knew who they were talking about when they made these blanket um, harmful statements about charter schools. And so um, 
from that, they started a nonprofit organization, which I was lucky enough to be the inaugural uh, executive director uh, starting in 2021. And I was so blessed and honored to uh, take on that role because it's so important that we have organizations like FCCS out fighting uh, for the self-determination of our people. Uh, because one, there's a lot of people that still have a lot of misinformation and uh, there are some misconceptions out there about charter schools. And so we need voices like that to speak up and rally folks so that they know, you know, the, the truth and the facts about charter schools, but also about the amazing things that are being done in our cities, because there are a lot of parents that just don't know. Um, and then also to be able to say to elected officials, to folks that are running, I now have, I'm no longer with FCCS because I'm actually running for state representative here in Georgia, but organizations like that are important because they need to have that connection between the constituents and the elected and the folks running to say like, these are our schools, we love our schools, we need more of them. Uh, and a lot of people just don't know. And so that information, uh, public information is so critical, but also to stand up and say, this is why you should support schools like ours, because we're doing such amazing things in our mm -hmm. communities. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's quite amazing how, you know, the number of schools that are able to be founded, started, led by African Americans in this country, and in and you know, across the spectrum, minorities in this country is a real testament of folks like you know Dr. Fuller because they were pioneers in this movement. Um, they took their they put their necks out on the line um, when politicking was at its finest, right. and there weren't a lot of the 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 term school choice, education, freedom, options, and education wasn't as well known, um, and they were just basically out with a theory but now we have so many proof points that this works that our kids when they go to schools um that with leaders that look like them they're thriving you know students yeah. who go to charter schools are more likely to graduate from high school um we we have the statistics that back that um choice programs reduce crime um and so we we see that now the uh the product of you know all of the advocacy and stuff like folks like Dr. Fuller did. And talk to me a little bit about maybe an impact story of one of these school leaders that you've come across that just resonates with you, um, that you know, you just brings you just positive, positive feelings. Oh gosh. So um I'm gonna get in trouble uh, for this because there's so many that I could mention, but there is one school that just really to me stands up above all the rest and i speak about this school all the time it's resurgence hall charter school in um, south fulton county uh here in the metro atlanta area um atlanta uh, many folks know is you know a, is considered the black mecca it's exciting it's amazing there are great opportunities there are so many black leaders doing great things but also there's another side to atlanta that is uh, there is a lot of disparity and inequities yeah. here in Atlanta. And so uh, in any circumstance, you can look at any graph uh, or any data points. And usually I-20 here in Atlanta, which kind of goes like down the middle of the city, is like a great divide. And the only A-rated school, elementary, middle or high, uh, south of I-20 is a charter school founded by a black woman. And that wow. is... 
Tori Jackson Hines Resurgence Hall Charter School. I urge anyone to check it out, to visit whenever you're here in Atlanta. Just look them up, support them in any way you can. They're expanding and growing uh, as we speak. That school is truly phenomenal. Once you go in and see the kids learning, they're excited, the teachers are engaged, uh, but also they're producing results. And if you meet Tori, you will see the same excitement. Uh, she is just phenomenal. Um, that school is just amazing, doing great work. And I just love any time I can to go visit that school. That's amazing. I have this saying that I always say, like, kids should not experience trauma in school. And to hear about Miss Tori and her work with her so that is amazing and just you can hear for those who will be listening to this via podcast like you can hear the smile in your voice when talking about this school because and that's what it's about like that's what we need more of you know yes. for practitioners advocates students to be excited about their education um and 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 that's that's awesome um so talk to me a little bit about you know what what are you up to now what's the what's the goal what do you think about the future for education for students and how um you're working to to get that done yeah so now i you know i'm super excited i'm still involved in the ed reform space i've been doing some consulting uh and as i mentioned i'm also running for office and i'll touch on that in a second but i also serve on the board of ivy preparatory academy school for girls which is another amazing amazing school uh led by dr charcia nichols it was founded by dr nina gilbert uh who is now at morehouse college uh teaching our future leaders uh, but, you know, Ivy Prep was actually the impetus for our charter school amendment fight in 2012. And I am just so honored to serve on that school's board as the chair of the academic committee and also the vice chair of the board. Um, it is just something so special to go in and see all these beautiful young black girls learning. Uh, they have uniforms that are these cute green uh, blazers. Uh -huh. uh, they are just like so cute and amazing and academically doing great. Uh, socially, it's so important for these girls to feel so empowered in school. Uh, we have this program called You Go Girl or You Grow Girl, uh, where you know they are just empowered and doing like etiquette classes and things like that. It's just so amazing to see these girls in their element and see the teachers in their elements as well. All of these classrooms are named after uh, phenomenal, amazing women that are making an impact in our community and nationally. Um, so it's just amazing to see schools like this in existence. And so um, right now, I actually am, as you can see from my sign, I keep pointing to the wrong side. Um, I'm actually running for office. I feel like now is the time for me to step up and serve in the capacity as a legislator. I want to get down to the Georgia State Capitol uh, and help to make an impact, especially in education. Um, most people don't know that state's budgets, usually the largest item, especially here in Georgia, that we spend money on is education. And so, so much happens at the state level. So many people say, well, why don't you just run for school board? Well, a lot of people don't know all of the impact that decisions down at the Capitol have in our classrooms. And so I wanna get down there and be one of those people that supports ed reform, that supports public schools, that believes that teachers definitely absolutely should be paid more, but also believes that we need to have more quality um, options in our communities, especially those led by uh, people of color, because I see the impact that Ivy Preps and Resurgence Halls of the world has in our communities. And so that's what I'm doing now. I definitely encourage anyone to check out my website. I can use all the support we can get 
I'm less than two weeks away from our election day, which is two weeks away from yesterday. It's May 24th. And so definitely urge anyone to visit my website. It's www.rashawnforgeorgia.com. And that's how you spell Rashawn if you need to know how to spell it. But yeah, that's what I'm working on now. Super excited and just hope to be a voice for our communities, especially as it relates to education, because I feel like we need more educators uh, as legislators because so many uh, critical decisions are made at our capitals. So. Good stuff. What is what does the future of education look like for for you to you? Um, the future of education to me looks like the opportunity for parents like me, for soon to be parents like you, uh, to be able to have multiple high quality options in our communities for, to send our kids to. I think that education uh, has been so stale and I hope that we are being woken up by the pandemic to take this as an opportunity to do things differently. We have kids that are, you know, always on their phones and doing TikTok and things like that, but our education system hasn't quite met that. And I think we need to be more creative in how we deliver education and how we're engaging our kids. And that's what I hope that the future of education looks like. Uh, so that, you know, when my daughter, um, I have a son who's graduating from Kip Atlanta Collegiate this fall and going to Tennessee State on a full ride scholarship. Oh, but your, your son does not even look that old. Yeah, I know, right? Well, it's <laughs> me. I look super young. So, but now I had to, I'm bald. So maybe I look a little bit older. But yeah, so he's going to Tennessee State. And, you know, I just want opportunities like that for him. Like he goes to a charter school. He went to an amazing traditional high school uh, here in Atlanta. But I knew that he would best learn in an environment that is smaller. And so that's why he ended up going to KIPP. And I just want the same opportunities for my daughter, Brooklyn, when she gets older and for your your future baby and babies, uh, if there's uh, more. But, you know, that's what I want. That's what I hope, that parents just have the opportunity. Like they have so many options that it makes it hard for them to make a decision as to where they should send their kid. Yeah, like it's not just one or the other, that there's yes. a plethora. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and that makes sense. And that's what, you know, that's what we all in the education reform space, that's that that's the heart of the fight, you know, yes. I call it fight because there's so many things that we have to, you know, debunk myths. We have to, you know, tell convince people that it is about the kids and not about any particular uh -huh. system. And so it it is, it's very important. I agree with you with how the future, what the future landscape looks like. And I think that's, I think that looks beautiful where schools are, are as numerous as grocery stores, as car dealerships. And we're not, you know, prepping up one over the other as a country, but allowing people to pick and choose which one they would prefer to shop with and empowering them with the, the freedom to, to make that choice. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you would like to leave the people with to say that maybe we haven't touched on, but you would love to, to for everyone to know? Now, I just want to encourage everyone that's listening out there. If you ever had the idea or thought of starting a school, of being involved in education in a unique way, Schools are always, especially charter schools, are always needing amazing board members. They're always needing volunteers. I was just at a public school the other day and they were saying how much they need mentors uh, for their young men that don't have dads or even for the young women because that's a void in their lives too. So there's always an opportunity to step up and serve. Um, 
And please, you know, now that I mentioned serving, please check out my website, RashawnFordGeorgia.com. I can use any support and, you know, definitely just learn more about me and spread the word. But ultimately, get involved. Start a school if you are interested in starting a school. Be on a board and just support our schools because our kids need it. And there are some amazing things happening in our communities, but they need you and need your support. Amazing. Thank you so much, Rashawn, for coming on to the Black Minds Matter platform to talk about your background in education and how you are working to ensure that parents are empowered with every tool that they could possibly have to make the best decision for their kids and that education entrepreneurs are given the freedom that they need to create and innovate in this education space. Thanks for all you do. And we look forward to all that's to come. Um, and yeah, just thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> you can find, you can learn more about Rashawn and um, the things that he's working on, the website that he mentioned, and also Black Minds Matter at blackmindsmatter.net. On our website, we also have a list of Black-owned schools, uh, about 300 uh, Black-owned schools on our website that you can peruse, check out, visit, um, interview those folks and hear more about their stories. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.